Lifelong X Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. All right. Last episode of season one. So today we are talking about the Erlenmeyer Flask, season one finale. We are going to wait on talking about the book, the X Files Origins. Yeah. Uh, Agent of Chaos. You um, throw me under the Helen hasn't read it yet. Throw me under the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw you under the book. Yeah. Well, it is. Yeah. Helen hasn't read it yet, but also Helen, when you do read it, I do feel like it merits its own episode. There's plenty to oh. talk about there. Okay. Um, Perfect. So I feel like we don't need to just squeeze it into another episode. We can do kind of a special, you know? Perfect. And Hey, if you listener haven't read it yet and you want to read it and then you can, you know, have opinions and stuff. Can you give us like a real quick, like, I mean, I'm, I'm going yeah. to read it. Teenage Fox Mulder has no, no, just no. moved. I oh. mean, like, is it worth it? Oh, I mean, <laughs> it, I have read much worse books. Okay. okay. I finished it. Okay. Was it I was, read? yeah, it's a pretty quick read. Okay. Um, there's some stuff that I found really weird that I want to talk about. Um, and like, okay. I wonder what, this means and what they were intending. Hmm. And I have some questions about the ending, but I think I've, I, yeah. Okay. Is it like, <laughs> Oh my God, you have to read it. It's so good. No, I didn't feel that way. Okay. <laughs> but I also don't think you're going to read it and be like, Oh, why did I waste my time? This is okay. torture. You know, like, I don't know. It's a book. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, the, the issue, the reason why I haven't read it is because a book that I was waiting for to come out came out in late September. Oh, what book? Um, Kingdom of the Feared. Um, it's kind of fantasy ish. It's real good. Feared Um, like mm F-E-A-R-E-D. Yeah. There's pictured it like some sort of. I imagined a magic tree called a feared and I pictured it spelled as if like beard, but with an F <laughs> and then anyway, no, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Feared. Um, and, uh, it's, it's the end of a trilogy. Okay. And so, ah, uh, so you're waiting. Yes. Yeah, so I was yeah. waiting for that, but then, and, and this is, this part is just fully on me. Um, because, I'm almost done with it now, but before it was coming out, I had a break where I was like, oh, I could read Agent of Chaos now, but I wanted to reread the second book in preparation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get that. Coming out. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm, I want to rewatch Dairy Girls this week because yeah. October 7th, the season three comes on Netflix. So yes. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Having just been in Northern Ireland. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So Erlenmeyer flask. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's a great episode. It's so good. And especially coming off Roland, which I don't care for. And even like, I just felt like it was a step up from like most of the episodes this season. Like it felt a lot more like classic X-Files. Yeah. And I, I feel like I've said that a few times. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I said that about EBE Yeah, and like, but like, this is like, oh no, no, no. This is what I love this yes. show. Like, this is so good. Yes. Agreed. agreed. And it's got that great, great cold open 
Um, yeah. it, it opens with a car ch- or like there's a pursuit of a man who's on foot and there's cars and he's running and he's afraid and he gets to the edge of this dock and he won't surrender or whatever. Yeah. And they shoot him and he leaps off the dock and doesn't surface. And then they go and they're like, there should be blood. And they see there's green stuff on the dock. And it sounds so goofy to be like green blood, but it's like really well done. I think. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, after the intro, which, which, yeah. Wait, you want to say what about the intro? Oh no. Did I miss it? Yes. Oh no. Trust no one. Oh. It doesn't say the truth is out there. It says trust no one. This is the first time the words change. Oh man, I must have been looking down. I can't believe. Yeah, you get used to it being the open. You yeah. know, I but I've been like waiting because I was pretty sure this was the one where they start that. So, oh, of course, trust no one. Ooh, goosebumps. Now I want to so. go re rewatch it. Just watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. I was about to say when you said that, and then the intro, which turns out it was the truth is out there for the whole of the first season is what I was going to say. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) That's not correct. So then we get Mulder watching TV, I believe, or no, he's Mm -hmm. asleep on his couch. Yeah. Yeah. The TV is on and he gets a call from deep throat asking if he's watching a certain channel and to turn it on. And it's just information basically about the car chase. Yeah. About that happening. And there's not really any more information. And so he brings it to Scully and she kind of feels like that, you know, like, well, what is the point of this? It's just a news covering of this. Yeah. Um, and apparently the guy, they'd been chasing him because of like a traffic violation or something. Right. It was really weird. And eventually they're, um, they take like a few screenshots. <laughs> Let's call them photos. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they freeze frame on yeah. some images from the footage In print at the them. crime scene. Yeah. yeah. And they're trying to identify the people that are in them because that's, you know, what they're thinking could be possible. And so they talk to one of the guys who was involved and uh, he didn't really have much to say, except that there were a bunch of people there, a bunch of different agencies. And so there were a lot of people he didn't know, but he referred them to where they could find um, the guy's car. Yeah. Yeah, because the th- that's right. Because it has started as a car chase, um, and so the car and it's. Um, do they know his name? The the guy who they were after. I think it's uh, Doctor Sakar. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Um, if they said they don't that, yeah, until later. Okay. But yeah, got it. Doctor Sakari. I believe. Sakari. Sakari. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they go to look at his car and they see an image in the mirror. Or I'm sorry. They see an image in whatever photo they have from the TV broadcast. Right. They see an image of the car from the news broadcast. And it looks slightly different. The windshield looks different than it does in person. 
the when they go to the crime scene. scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a, there's a sticker um, of a caduceus caduceus. Yes. That's the snake wrapped around the staff, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Yep. It's a medical symbol. Some now I've heard this, I heard this rumor like a long, this is a weird thing to have a rumor about. Um, but I heard this a long time ago, so I don't know how true this is. I mean, it was, was it in- on like Perez Hilton or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it was, a, I believe in my parasitology class uh-huh. at college, um, that, that, um, symbol came to be because of the manner in which you have to slowly tease out a guinea worm from an infection. Um, if someone has a guinea worm, they can break really easily. And so you take a stick and you put it close to where the guinea worm is exiting the skin and you slowly wrap it around the stick. Um, Oh, that's horrifying. Horrified. But also I was sort of aware of this because of Bridget Jones in the, in the book talking about, Maybe I've lost weight because I have a tapeworm. Tom says to lure a tapeworm out, you hold a bowl of milk in front of your mouth. And then when it comes out, you slowly roll, wind it around a stick or something like that. <laughs> and he was like, but I like my tapeworm if so. And um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that Maybe. is gross. That is a I gross thing to have as your symbol. Yeah. I think it's kind of neat. I mean, it's probably one of the least gross things about medicine, though, I guess. Like, I mean, worms crawl. I I have a pretty high tolerance, but I would say worms crawling out of people's skin is up there. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. Yeah. I don't feel blasé about that. Okay. That's good. (laughs) Another day, another worm. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, But yes, so it implies that he's a physician of some sort. And yeah. So they realize that this also implies someone switched out the cars, uh, that the car that's currently at the crime scene is not the actual car that Dr. Sakari was driving, but they don't know its name yet, but that the the guy who shot was driving. Right. And so they, um, Mulder calls Danny, 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 and unseen friend. Yep. And, uh, calls in the plate number for the car that they do have, Mm -hmm. um, and that leads them to a Dr. Bulgari. Uh, it was, um, uh, it's something like that. Um, no, I want to know what it was. Baruby. Baruby. Yeah. So they run the plane and that leads them to a Dr. Baruby. And he's in like a, lab he's very rude when they show up he's very like get out of here kind of cuts them off um but then he's killed by or not yet no not not yet yet? okay some things to point out are that okay working with primates he also has a lot of um stuff on his bench and and they're kind of around looking at it yeah Yeah. um one of the things is an erlenmeyer flask that's the name of the episode yes um and so he's kind of you know doing some science yeah yeah it has a vaguely biology chemist looking lab look to to me Yeah. yeah yeah so he's pretty unhelpful and then yes then they then find out 
and we see as the audience that someone comes in and kills him. Yeah. And they like make it look like a suicide, but Mulder and Scully are not fooled. And right. while they are there at the crime scene, uh, they pick up this Erlenmeyer flask. And if you don't know what that is, by the way, it's a picture like clear glass, like a test tube, but the bottom is big and like <laughs> a, like a conical section yeah like would you call that conical i call a lot of things conical. <laughs> <laughs> i i kept i kept describing something what was it something oh this particular um pastry that adam and i ate in london i don't know if pastry is quite the right word but i kept describing it as a rectangular prism and he's just like <laughs> Stop it. It's a square. Well, that's what we didn't we talk about that? The panel suka? That that's what you yes, that yes. Yeah. yeah, we think it's similar to that. They call it um like a honey toast. Okay. I apologize. Oh no, finish about the honey toast. It's a rectangular prism. Okay. <laughs> it's it's um not a square because a square is two-dimensional and that would not be satisfying to eat. Yes true um okay so according to wikipedia mm -hmm. um an erlenmeyer flask also known as a conical flask hey so apologies or a titration flask is a type of laboratory flask which features a flat bottom a conical body and a cylindrical neck yeah there we go it's kind of like a goose <laughs> yeah i don't know i know if, if you turned a goose into a a flask and, and turned it on its side. Oh, see, I would think the goose is just looking up. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it, um, its legs are tucked under it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's in the water. <laughs> Maybe a swan. All right. Anyway, um, maybe you, if you don't know what this flask looks like, you should either not care or Google it. Um, or just imagine it like a swan looking mm -hmm. up in the water. <laughs> yeah. And it's also doesn't actually matter yeah, <laughs> at all to the episode. Um, they turn it upside down. They're looking at the bottom of the goose and uh, <laughs> there is a little tiny um, sticker sticker thing. Bowl. Yeah. And written on it is purity control, which is a super creepy thing to write or find. Yeah, written. yeah, definitely. Yeah. What the hell is that? And it's um, not some very uh, brownish looking liquid in it and so yeah um Mulder asks Scully to find out what it is yeah mm -hmm. and a very helpful doctor who I like which yes. anytime I'm like I like this side character they're gonna die they're gonna die yeah yeah um and this yeah. one too I've always felt an affinity for because she's a she has dark curly hair and is a microbiologist and so oh, I'm yeah. like yeah you go that lady yeah um, yeah way to be a dark-haired scientist i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh she, she she'll look she's at analyzing it. it yeah um oh you know we forgot an important part about dr ruby ruby thank you yeah um something that i thought was interesting and funny was that um when they're initially talking about him Mulder and Scully are they mentioned that he is a part of the human genome project oh my god of course yes. yeah which uh 
is really is real to me because they make it sound like i mean it, it was a big deal i i forget yeah. what a big deal it was because we're so far in the future from it i mean yeah you know, but um they say it almost with an air of suspicion, you know, like, like it could be real. This could be relevant. Right. It's, you know, right. yeah. 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 Like, you know, how I picture people would be like, Oh, this person worked on MK ultra, you yeah. know? Like yeah. It, yeah. The human genome project. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind of funny to me. Yeah. The human genome project, it started in, and this is what I had looked up because I couldn't think of the exact year. It started in 1990. Oh, okay. So So it was pretty recent then. Yeah. Yeah. Just a few years before. um, And it officially wrapped up in 2003 and it was a project to sequence the whole of the human genome. So all of the DNA, all of the genes present in a human body and now we've got like all sorts of them like we have the neanderthal genome done as Whoa. well Whoa. Um, how about a goose do we have a goose oh sure yeah oh, okay i'm sure well we're um, talking about them yeah so it looks oh, like the human jo- genome project i had a quick question oh right what was your question okay so here's my question about the human genome project all right how do i say this dna Yep. is proteins i'm sorry say that again it's protein no it's not no oh it's dna all right here we go <laughs> damn it all right okay i guess i have more questions than i thought well because we're gonna get into this with part of what the woman tells scully later anyway oh so yes and i want to talk about that because i think it is uh something she says okay okay let me say this about DNA. Base pairs yeah. make up DNA. Yeah. And as we've talked about, to me, they taste like fruit-flavored mini marshmallows because of a project I did in ninth grade bio. Where yes. the, each And so that's like the G-A-T-C. Yes. yes. Adenine, guanine. Guanine, cytosine, thymine. Got it. Yep. And G pairs with one of T? No, no, that's gin and tonic. Um, G pairs with C, A (laughs) pairs with T. Yep. Okay. And so when you say the human genome project. Yes. We have, what is a genome? Okay. So let's start with what a gene is. So Uh, a gene is a location on our DNA or on our chromosomes specifically okay that stop chromosomes chromosomes those are the things that the uh sex cells have 23 and all the other cells have 46 typically yes okay typically um and chromosomes are just dna wound around proteins so that it's coiled up and more easily movable okay so you get like a bunch of those g-a-t-c pairs so let me just start Okay. We, all right. All right. All right. This all right. The wrong way. Okay. So okay. We have, um, oh, this is going to be really hard without a whiteboard. A story of my life, man. I've got a yeah. whiteboard behind me, but A, no, I, mean, I, I don't I know what to draw and B, this is audio. So, <laughs> right, you know, that's yeah, that, that's a real yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So DNA is made up of four different nucleotides. Eight that's what those are called. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, And these nucleotides 
Um, like you said, they pair together. So we have G's and C's pair together and A's mm-hmm. and T's pair together. Mm-hmm. And they are connected um, together in the middle. And then there's a phosphate and sugar backbone. So if you picture it like a ladder, mm-hmm. um, DNA essentially looks like a ladder that's twisted up to look like a double. Yeah. Yep. So on either the rung, not the rungs, the sides of the ladder, mm-hmm. the part that, you know, you're not stepping on. Those are the phosphate and sugars. Okay. And then the rungs of the ladder are made up of say a G and a C and that G and C are bonded together with hydrogen bonds. And then we have, um, I mean, millions and millions. Yes. Miss Holt. I raised my, I raised my, raised my hand. Is it really like two ladders next to each other because it's a double helix? No, it's one ladder. It's like if you cut a ladder in half and then use wood glue to glue it back together. Okay. So you How put do you... it on the rungs. Yep. Which I don't recommend for general okay. home All right. safety. So you cut a ladder in half. Yeah. And what's the point of gluing it back together if you're just going to cut it again? Or if it's... Why did you cut it to begin with if you're going to glue it back together? That's what I actually meant to For ask. the sake of this discussion. <laughs> okay. All right. And then like half the rung is G and half the rung is C. I mean... In this analogy. Well... Yeah. Yes. Of one, of one wrong. Yes. Okay. Yeah. One wrong How do you make a single ladder twisted into a double helix? So when they come together, just based on the interactions and the fact mm-hmm. that the phosphates and sugars are alternating and they alternate the opposite direction on the other side, it's called anti-parallel strands. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to cause it to twist. So it's like your ladder is suddenly made out of uh, Twizzlers. Twizzlers. And you can spin it, twist it. Okay. I will say that like the one time I felt like, you know, Rosalind Franklin, um, yeah. the okay. one who took the picture. Well, if, if anyone else isn't, it, you oh, know, true. she took the picture that led to Watson and Crick realizing that DNA was built like a double helix. And I'm and it's like called photo 51. And I've never understood because it looks like an X and I never oh. understood how does that lead to somebody figuring out that it's a double helix. But one time I was standing at the top of a big spiral staircase and I looked down and I was like, Oh my God, yeah, I get yes. it now. It looks like an X two yeah. staircases like twisting around each other. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so we have these two strands. They are made up of these base pairs and phosphates and sugars, but mm-hmm. those are more structural, less important. okay. Um, and so you know, we can look at a chunk of the DNA and say, and I'm gonna make these letters up. I don't have any genes memorized, but you know this particular part might say a a a c g c g t a and that codes for blue eyes okay gotcha so, so we have these sections of dna and the code that is part of it is going to code for some sort of functional protein and that is a gene when you say it's going to code for it it itself is not a protein. No, so what it's does not. That, so, so what does what, that mean? What happens? 
is that when um, in certain parts of the cell's life cycle, the DNA is going to unzip. So now instead of a ladder metaphor, we're switching, switching to a zipper metaphor. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Yep. All right. We've unzipped so it. You've got a zipper at the top of your ladder and you start uh-huh. to zip and the ladder yep. starts to yep. widen. peel apart. Yep. yep. And during that time, depending on what's doing the unzipping, um, it can make RNA. Okay. Um, so and that DNA can make RNA. Well, the DNA codes for RNA. It creates it. it. It codes for it. So if I have a certain it's, sequence on my DNA, it's going to code for a very specific sequence of R- mRNA. Okay. I'm going to need you to stop saying code for, because I really <laughs> don't know what it means. <laughs> okay. It's like a map. It's a template. A template. template. Okay. There we go. There we yes. go. All right. It's a template. And it's like, Hey, you ready to make some RNA? Here's what you should do. Yep. And then the thing makes RNA. Yeah. Different. Okay. Proteins. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's more like a protein instructor or something. Yes. So okay. then the RNA, mRNA in mm-hmm. specifically, there are different types travels to a different. Oh, and we've cell. talked about mRNA. Isn't that uh, something to do with the COVID vaccine? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's an mRNA vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why have I heard that recently? That's like the next step. So mRNA make uh, codes for (laughs) is a template for (laughs) uh, protein synthesis. So it's a template for put stringing together different amino acids to make proteins. So say you could insert mRNA into a person Mm-hmm. And that code is going to tell um, the different parts of our cells to produce a spike protein, like what COVID has. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. our bodies are like, hey, what the hell is that? Let's attack it. And right. then when it shows up for good, and when you get COVID, they already know how to fight. Yes. Like the punching nun puppet in me and Keith. No. Yes. I don't know. If I explained this on the podcast before, I don't think so. It's how I understand the COVID vaccine. Um, When Keith and I were younger, our cousin Keith, um, he told me once and he was just joking, but you know, we're weird. He said, I'm going to adopt a cat and then I'm going to get one of those punching nun puppets. And I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to tape a picture of your face to the puppet. I'm going to punch the cat. And then when you first meet the cat, it'll attack you. And so in that analogy, the punching nun puppet is the COVID vaccine and I'm COVID. Yes. And the cat is my immune system. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's how I understand the vaccine. And it's always, it's worked pretty well for me. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, no, that's totally right. Okay. So that's, so basically what the vaccine does is it is like, Hey, Hey, here's some instructions on making a spike protein. Can you guys do that? Yeah. And then they make the spike protein and the body's like, what the hell is that? Let's tack it. Okay. Okay. Most of the time it's like, Hey, can you make this enzyme or this, you know, receptor for insulin or, you know, pigment for our eyes or, you know, like, all okay. the thousands of proteins, millions of okay. proteins we have in our body, okay. and, which actually the human proteome is the next project. So genome is someone's genome is all of their genes mapped and when out. You say genes. That's those sections of DNA that code for a protein. Okay. It's, it's 
DNA. And, and mm-hmm. that's a, where do we find it? It's in a chromosome? DNA can form chromosomes by wrapping itself around proteins called histones. Where do you find somebody's DNA then? If you're looking at the human genome and you want to see all their genes, where are we keeping them? Oh, I mean, in our cells. So every cell has like... Well, you said it at the beginning. You said every cell has... that. Oh, so it's in the chromosomes. So the chromosomes are like the dresser in which the dresser drawers are where we keep the genes that's a like jeans jeans yeah no (laughs) it's not no damn all right it's more like um um we could use the dresser analogy it's more like you take a bunch of templates and blueprints for making stuff and crumple it together to form a dresser (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. So sometimes <laughs> as I tell my students, the analogy are just, genes. <laughs> okay. Sometimes the analogy just doesn't quite get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so a gene is, you know, I have, uh, you, you, most people have one gene from one parent, one gene from the other for a given trait. I have, um, Oh, I, that's I the Punnett squares lives. that we were doing the other yes, day. Yes, the Punnett squares we were doing. Because, yes, that is real. That is our lives. On yes. Sunday, we were doing Punnett squares. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that I could show that we Good. have to be heterozygous for the brown eyes, brown eyes trait because we have a green-eyed mother. Yes. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay, so the genome <laughs> is a person's entire dna it's it's everything that your dna it, it's your whole what you code for <laughs> okay elegant way all right it. so it's all of those letters yes. basically. basically okay not not quite but i'm not gonna go down okay all right fair yeah. enough yeah um so the but human genome in other project. words they are like hey let's look the human genome project is like let's look at all this and figure out what does what yeah mm-hmm. okay Yes. Like this is the section that tells us the eye color. And this yes. is the section that tells us the. Yep. Height. Okay. Or whether your earlobes are attached mm. or, you know, I have, a if st- you can do that uh, tongue thing, the. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I have a student who has one attached earlobe and one detached. What does that mean? I don't totally know. He was, <laughs> that was, <a> question <laughs> me. I was like, Huh. I mean, kind of chimera. Are they a mutant? No, it's it's not a mutation. Okay. What's a chimera? Uh, When you have like two things that are being expressed that are opposite of one another. Okay. A chimera was also one of the monsters. You're thinking of chimera, right? Oh, those aren't the same word? Maybe they are. C-H-I-M-E-R-A. Man, I don't know. All right, we're just gonna move along yeah. from this dangerous Maybe conversation. That part. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. We'll be. We won't cut it out. We'll be honest. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. Anyway, the Human Genome Project, yes. trying to figure out what all that does. Right. And when and they they were like, okay, we're done in two thousand three. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We got it. We know cool. what's there. Um. Now they've been working on the 
proteome. So all the proteins in the body. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, so this will later become somewhat important in the episode. Yeah. Or not. Um, so, okay. So Scully brings the sample to this woman, this doctor scientist, I believe at Georgetown. Yeah. And she looks at some of the sample under a microscope. Um, we're going to just skate right past the fact that she was looking in <laughs> very great detail to something that she said was bacteria sized um, and appeared to just be using a light microscope. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll pretend. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she said that they appear to be um, the size of bacteria. Uh, mm -hmm. but are a lot more intricate looking on the surface. Um, maybe that's that fancy sci-fi microscope she's using. Yeah. And uh, so she asks, asks Scully if she should um, take like a frozen section and take a greater look at what's inside and sequence the yeah. DNA. And Scully says, yes. Yep. And then around this time, Mulder goes to Dr. Baruby's house who's he's dead now right and so Mulder's in his house and Baruby's phone rings and Mulder answers it and pretends to be Baruby and calling him is Dr. Sakari the yes. green blood bleeding dude who jumped off the dock and he's at a payphone and he's like freaking out and is like I'm hurt and stuff and Mulder keeps being like where are you what's your location what's your address and and he hangs up before um yeah, he goes into some sort of like it looks like cardiac arrest. Yeah, um, and he also he says I've been underwater for three days or something. Oh God, right? Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they um, somebody calls an ambulance for him because he gets picked up by the ambulance. I don't remember how he gets in one, there, but he does. Someone like across the street who's okay. in collapse. Okay, and so in the ambulance when. They do a, they do something to him that punctures him. So inside yeah. of him gets out. Um, all right. So they poke him and they, the paramedics do, and a poisonous gas is emitted from his body and everyone in the ambulance gets sick ah, and crashes and yeah. it's toxic. And he wakes up yeah, and pulls uh, the needle out of himself as all this is happening. Yes nice deeply unsettling yes yes and uh he runs away yep so then we see scully um has been like napping on a couch um in the georgetown lab. right rating for results yes which i feel like oh man the number of times um <laughs> on couches and science buildings yeah and yeah, same. Uh, yeah and the scientist whose name I can't remember. Dr. Ann Carpenter. Oh, Carpenter. I was going to say yeah. Carter. Okay. Carpenter. Um, she comes to wake Scully and says that she's got results. Yes. Now, again, this is another one. So she's sequenced the DNA from the bacteria mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that was, and just to remind you, this is the substance that was in the Erlenmeyer flask that was labeled for purity control. Yes. And it, it would, it would take a lot longer to do that. I kind of figured. And I mean, yeah. if it would take longer now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It would take 
like a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> Has Scully been asleep for days? Yeah. At Georgetown. This is a, this is a um, who's that dude? Fell asleep for a long time and woke up and it was different. Skin? Oh no. my God. I was going to say that too. And it's <laughs> wrong. It's clearly <laughs> wrong. He's got a Dutch name, doesn't he? Um, Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle. They're, I can't believe we both thought one that's Skullskin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Fairy tale. Yes. Um, so yeah. Um, and Dr. Carpenter has some interesting news. And she begins by teaching Scully what base pairs are. Yes. Which I just went over and which Scully knows presumably. Yeah. I mean, I remember this from watching it back when I was in college because my roommate was a biology major, yeah. Amanda, and like her just being like, yeah, Scully knows this. Yeah. This is so this is like clearly for the audience, you know, that the they have the doctor explaining this to Scully. Yeah. Although like when I was taking I'm I'm an anatomy and physiology professor. And when I was taking a martial arts class, there was a lot of like, you know, your sternum is here. And you're and I just kind of would be like, ah, mm-hmm. Like oh, I know, see. To, yeah. So like yeah. she thought like, well, Scully's an FBI agent. Okay, that's you know, true. That's true. Yeah. In Dr. Carpenter's defense. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, she probably knew. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so a few things about this organism. Mm-hmm. Um, it has chloroplasts. Yes. Scully erroneously says are plant cells. I think she means they are an organelle in plant cells. They're, yes. they're what make chlorophyll. Which is green. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> um, it's also how plants get energy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um bacteria don't have any organelles so all the like ribosomes mitochondria chloroplasts if you're Got it. a plant um they don't have any of those so they're just like all the same inside they don't have like extra stuff in there well i mean they've got dna and rna okay yeah but not extra and, like stuff. some more you know helper bits proteins and stuff i really don't know what's going on in there when you get right down to it i really don't <laughs> do you ever think though like I am that stuff thinking about how I don't understand Ooh. that stuff. Okay. Here, here's a fun trivia question for you. Okay. In weight. So we're talking uh-huh. weight and we're going to use pounds because we're American and that's what this figure. Is this about blue whales? No. Okay. But I wish I do like those guys. Um, how many pounds of bacteria are in us? Okay, so I recently saw some figure. I am in a Facebook group called Science Diagrams that look like shit posts. And it is like ridiculous looking stuff from science books. And there was a figure that was like all the bacteria on Earth compared to the weight of like a trillion blue whales or something like that. Um, Okay, how many many pounds of us is bacteria? Yes. is it more than one? Oh god. <laughs> but some of it's good, right? Like most we, most time okay. most of it, yeah. I'm not even all me. No. I am also some other stuff just riding along with me. It's the it's essentially like carrying a couple of kittens under my arms or on my shoulders forever. How many kittens? A kit- yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. How many pounds? Well, I mean like in a, like the average adult. Yeah. Okay. 
as I gain weight, do I gain bacteria? Gain Not weight? necessarily. No. Okay. All right. So a, the heavier I am, the smaller percentage of me is bacteria. <laughs> Perhaps. All right. So, um, oh God, it's more than one. I'm going to say two. No, I'm going to say two and a half. I'm going to say two and a half. Between two and five. Okay. That's really gross. <laughs> I'm really glad you didn't say like 20, but it's still really gross. Five pounds. I mean, yeah. Like, I know that's a lot. That's disgusting. And, okay. And now here's the fun fact that goes along with that uh-huh. is comparatively. So you have all the human cells in the human body and you have mm-hmm. all the bacterial cells. Mm-hmm. How do they compare uh, in numbers? Number of cells. Yeah. Like what so number of my personal cells yeah. and bacteria are one celled organisms. So yes. it's basically number of bacteria compared to number of human cells. I bet bacteria. And I'm looking for like a ratio, not an yeah. number. Okay. I would guess because bacteria are smaller, I would guess than a human cell. Yeah. So I would say the ratio is one to one. There are 10 times more bacteria than human cells in the human body. Wow. Yeah. That's disgusting. The human body is disgusting. Oh, they're such nice. They're happy little guys going along. Do they experience emotion? No, don't answer that. Don't answer that. (laughs) Let's just keep moving. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, cause I'm thinking like, how are you guys doing? Do you need anything? (laughs) Like, I hope you're having a good time. Okay. (laughs) We'd like more nutrients, Liz. Oh, um, oh, you probably would. <laughs> Too bad. Just more Oreos. <laughs> I really um, wanted Oreos this morning and I went to the grocery store and I bought, they only had the type I wanted. They only had the party size, which is bigger than the family size, which is bigger <laughs> than the normal size. And I got, but I got a party size thing of uh, golden double stuff Oreos. Oh yeah. You know, really, really golden good. Oreos are underrated. I they're really that. quite good yeah they're quite good yeah, yeah i uh i was like uh i wanted adam to pick me up some mega stuff oreos one day <laughs> about a month ago and they didn't have mega stuff and he was like but here's some double stuff and some golden double stuff and i was like being a little bitch about it and was like <laughs> fine i guess we'll just get the golden double stuffed and they were really good yeah um, yeah. yeah so um this creature cool bacteria cool there's way too many of them right whatever this is a few important facts that it has um chloroplasts it also is um most of them are carrying a virus um just another real hopefully brief microbiome (laughs) lesson um bacteria can get viruses like we can oh no and i know that's why you gotta take care of your little guys um, huh. they, they can't feel emotion, by the way, <laughs> let me, they don't have nervous systems. They don't have nerves. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. But you can okay. anthropomorphize them if you would like. I, as we've discussed, I anthropomorphize more than I should. Yeah, that's true. I don't need to yeah. encourage that. No, never encourage it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in, in a very common thing to do because bacteria grow so easily and so quickly um, is to, um, if you want to 
make more of a gene or make more of a certain virus would be to infect the bacteria with it and then grow up those bacteria. Okay. And I have done this many, many times in gigantic Erlenmeyer flasks. Really? Um, yeah. So I thought like that was novelty funny. size ones. Yeah. Like two, three liter. No, that must, yeah. Like two, two liter. Oh my God. Ones. Yeah. Really. So really what are you nice. doing? You're just like a little bit of virus, a little bit of bacteria, stir it up. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> man some nutrients some heat you know and then they okay. go the shaker put and give it an oreo and like yeah. <laughs> leave it alone for a day and yeah. it smells like e coli um, <laughs> so that also i thought was a nice touch because oh, okay uh, i don't know yeah i've used erlenmeyer flasks for before too um and then importantly this, whatever it is, has a fifth and a sixth base. Yes. Pair. Yes. Yes. Which personally I liked because mm. it was not just like, so Dr. Carpenter and, or Scully, I believe when she's relaying this to Mulder says something about um, like genetic engineering, um, which mm -hmm. is technically, you know, what you're doing when you grow a virus a virus in a bag. Oh, okay. Okay. And she made it sound kind of like, again, like almost spooky and futuristic. Yeah. yeah. And like, and that's not at all. Fair enough. Uh -huh. these, these days. Um, but I felt like, Ooh, a fifth and a sixth base pair. Like okay. that excites me. That seems like, so see, I didn't know if that that's good to know. Cause I didn't know if that was like, Ooh, intriguing or just absolutely nonsense. The way with the episode with the Eve clones was like, they have, how many 56 uh, yeah, chromosomes yeah. instead of 46 and it's like no that's not compatible yeah. with no, life I it's mean, just dumb is... whereas this is just kind of like ooh. i mean okay. this, this does not happen like this isn't like a thing that can sometimes happen like it's right. i mean it's completely sci-fi yeah that concept of having a fifth and a sixth i mean let's leave there's kind of a fifth but let's not go there Oh, our RNA has yeah. a different one. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. yeah. But it's like just for this little one celled organism to have that it, it's it's sci-fi, but in a way that seems relatively possible for something okay. sci-fi. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Mm -hmm. Um, so but basically this other scientist is like, this is alien. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. this is like, I would be, would she say, like, I'd call the government or something like that? Like, if it were yeah. me, like, this is and weird. What I first thought was, like, not only should this have taken days, but, like, I don't know, if I ran sequencing, which I do, and I found, and I was like, oh, my results have a fifth and a sixth base pair. I mean, maybe this woman is just a lot more confident in her methods than I am, but I would be like, I'm going to run this again. <laughs> like, <laughs> surely this is. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but she, she didn't, she was correct. So yeah. Too bad for her because she gets killed. Yes. Or rather her, her and her whole family die in an automobile accident. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Scully walks in to discuss things with her further, and uh, her lab mates or whoever else yeah. works there. Also, we don't ever wear lab coats when eating because that's gross, and oh that God. negates the whole point of a lab coat. 
That's a really good point. Yeah. I never thought about that. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. So let's wrap this up. Yeah. So Mulder, when he was at Baruby's house, he got mm-hmm. keys to this storage facility. Yes. And he goes there and I had forgotten what was in the storage facility. Same. Oh my God. I was like, wow. Well, there we go. It's big giant tanks with people floating in them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like six of them or something. Yeah. 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 And they're like, the people are like alive, but not awake is mm-hmm. what it seemed like to me. And so like, well, no wonder Deep Throat told them to to look into all this, right. you know? And so Mulder the next day is like, Scully, you got to come see this. This is insane. And Scully's like, yeah, I got crazy news for you. And they get there. And obviously the room is totally empty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I can't actually remember what happens after. Oh, so um, I just had notes up. So Deep Throat shows up at the empty facility and is like, starts telling them stuff and i guess they had been making like human alien hybrids and there were people who were terminally ill including dr sakari and they volunteered to get this alien dna implanted in them to see if it could help cure them and it did some stuff like gave him the ability to breathe underwater and heal really quickly and made his blood green or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then the plan was like, okay, cool. It worked. Now we're going to kill you. And yeah. but Dr. Barubi didn't want his friend to die. So he helped him go on the run. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why they were chasing him at the beginning of the episode. Um, now I believe we get to the part where Mulder is back at Barubi's house and he finds Sakari hiding out there. Right. Yes, he finds Sakari hiding out there and then is how does he end up exposed to the Because a dude shows up and shoots Sakari and kills him. Right. And uh the green blood starts oozing out and Mulder gets all like ah his eyes are burning and stuff from yeah. his green blood and this murderer takes Mulder hostage. Yes. And he's clearly not a murderer, like a rando, like he's a government murder type guy. Yeah. Was specifically sent to. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, And so Scully ends up talking to Deep Throat because she's trying to locate Mulder and um, Deep Throat kind of has an idea of where he is. And he says, you know, well, they won't hurt him, though, because you have proof, you know, essentially that they could hold yeah. against them and scully is like well i don't have proof anymore though because dr carpenter is gone and so yeah. and, you know that whole sample that's all gone and so deep throat says well that he can given her medical background he can get her into a facility where yeah. there's proof where the the original cells came from that they were putting in to humans and so Scully goes into um, this not the name, Fort something. I yeah. Think. Um, I some know. sort of military sounding government yeah. place. Containment Fort facility. Marlene. Yeah. Fort Marlene. Yeah. yeah. And so she goes to Fort Marlene and she's walking in and we see her, you know, like going through the security things with the badge that Deep Throat got her. And she gets to a checkpoint and they ask her for the project password. And it takes a few minutes, but then she says purity control. Yeah. Oh, so that's, you know, the words that were on the Erlenmeyer flask to remind you. Yep. Um, 
And she gets in and finds a alien fetus. Yep, frozen in liquid nitrogen. And so she steals Takes it. it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, is going to use it to bargain for Mulder. Yeah. And um, Deep Throat and her meet in their cars out on a bridge. And it's, you know, the middle. As of soon the- as I saw that bridge, I was like, oh, here we go. Yep. Oh, God. And yep. I can tell I care about this episode because I was starting to do that thing I do when I'm watching TV or movie that I really like, but has bad stuff happen where I'm like, maybe this time it won't oh. happen. Maybe it'll be different <laughs> when I watch it this time. Everything will be fine. Um, it was not, though. It was kidding. not, though. No. Well, the thing, I, well, okay, we'll get there. Yeah. So, um, Scully and Deep Throat are arguing a little bit about, like, who's going to do the handoff to the people. Yeah. And Scully doesn't trust Deep Throat, which is pretty fair. Yeah, absolutely. But somehow she ends up convinced to let him do this part of it. And so he talks about how bad these people are, you know, that you're right. He's like, you know, these people you're dealing with. His example is about them. Like they gave a vaccine in 1980 something and it contained this alien DNA and these children didn't know it. And like at the time, it's just bad, fun, sci-fi, scary stuff. And I hate now watching it and thinking some morons got inspired by this sort of sci-fi and, you know, Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's a problem for other things too. I was listening to a podcast recently where they were trying to chase the origins of the like lizard people in power. Mm, God, um, Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it has roots in like anti-Semitism and, you know, um, other sorts of horrible racist, xenophobic Mm -hmm. thoughts and whatever. But ultimately like the first evidence of that that this researcher Mm -hmm. could find was coming from a science fiction novel oh my god yeah Yeah. so it's like yeah it it sucks that that and i'm and i mean like i want to acknowledge like that our government has done some terrible terrible things we mentioned mk ultra that's yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um and like some other stuff that comes up in the x-files you know but like Mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's just harder to watch nowadays it's weird like yeah. I don't, I certainly don't hold Chris Carter responsible, you know, No, but like, right. yeah, it's a shame. I mean, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. So anyway, deep throat is going to make the handoff. So deep throat, the other car pulls up deep throat gets out with a box full of alien fetus and, uh, they it's take the box him. and they shoot him. Mm-hmm. And then they like, it's a van and they like roll molder out the back of the van and take off and, yeah. And so Scully goes running to Deep Throat and his dying words are trust no one. Which like what dying words? I mean, like, my God, I aspire to that. <laughs> I mean So you want to say something like really cryptic and alarming? Yeah. Just like for kicks? hundred percent. Well, we should yes. be working on this. You gotta be ready. You never know when your time will come. Think I mean, trust no really... one's pretty good. So Yeah, that's not bad. I guess yeah. that's a nice default. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, something, um, something cryptic about like, you know, check the file or, you know, like something Ooh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Something to send people on. Like you could be like, I buried the treasure in and then die. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So Deep Throat dies. Um, and then it just kind of cuts to 13 days later. And, and Mulder, you know, they say they show that Mulder's not dead, by right. the way. Like, yeah, yeah but Deep Throat is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 13 days later, uh, Scully, Scully is woken up um at 11:21, turning 11:22 p.m. And it's Mulder calling. And uh, he tells her that they have shut the X-Files down. That he got the word from Skinner, but that it came from higher ups. And the it X-Files... came from the top of the executive branch, which I take to mean Bill Clinton shut down the X-Files. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah. I was like, wait, the top of the executive branch. This is Clinton. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it goes all the way to the top. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um yeah and uh that's it they'll be reassigned and the very last scene is cancer man or cigarette smoking man um with the package full of alien fetus putting it in a giant storage facility which is just like what happens at the end of the pilot episode yes with uh him Mm -hmm. storing something there so yep at the pentagon yeah right Mm -hmm. right right yeah and Mulder says something to scully also um along the lines of like he's not gonna stop just right because. she's like Are you, you're not gonna give up and right not well not while the truth is out there yes yeah yes yeah yeah such a good episode so good so yeah. good so that's I, season one yeah i uh i read some interesting things about this episode one is that chris this is one of chris carter's favorite episodes he was really proud of it and he said like Apparently, Fox didn't want them to have the X-Files closed because they were afraid people would think this, the show was canceled. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But they stuck to it and they really liked that. Um, and they have a lot of notes there that come back in the mythology with like the alien-human hybrids and yeah. future episodes and the the toxic blood. Um, and then I started reading that the whole like toxic blood stuff was inspired by this really bizarre case in California. And I wanted to tell you about it. Uh, We don't have any stories from listeners, but we do have a weird, weird story um, of a woman named. Yeah. Tell me. uh, Let me find her name. Uh, For God's sake, Liz, where did it go? Gloria Ramirez. Okay. And so this was, um, this happened just a couple of months before the episode was filmed because she died in February of 1994. Okay. Um, Okay. So she had cervical cancer and late stage and she shows up to the ER in Riverside, California. And she has got like tachycardia and she's like all out of it. And while they're trying to work on her and save her and they're doing stuff to her, all the people working on her start getting really sick and passing out. Whoa. And so at first it was considered a case of mass hysteria and you won't be surprised to learn that it was mostly women who were working on her and passed out. And of course they thought it was hysteria. Yeah. I am um, surprised. I, yeah. Um, but they now think, cause they did some more studies. Hold on. Can uh, I, can I? Yes. Yes. Um, is it some sort of reaction from the chemotherapy that she was getting one of the toxic chemicals? No, but you're on the right track. Okay. In a more DIY sort of way. Oh God. Okay. She was taking dimethyl sulfate. sulfide as a treatment for her pain just self-administering it uh apparently they sell it like as a goo in hardware stores uh what did you say dmso yes dmso oh my god yeah Yeah, we use that for like 
I mean, reactions and chemistry and shit. Well, don't take it as a painkiller. God. Because they think it was converted into, so dimethyl sulfoxide, sulfoxide, Mm -hmm. am I saying that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that gets converted into dimethyl sulfate, which Mm -hmm. is, according to Wikipedia, an extremely poisonous and highly carcinogenic alkylating agent. Um, And so they think that, because uh, when they were working on her, these people started getting symptoms of shortness of breath and muscle spasms. And they also, some people noticed a garlic-like odor they thought was coming from her body, Whoa. which apparently could be associated with that. And they also um, noticed when they were trying to defibrillate her that they noticed that she had an oily sheen, which they oh. also thought could be accounted by that. And so um, uh, they think that that could account that the the gel of that could like account for that or something and so people were breathing in the dimethyl sulfate and getting sick is what they actually think happened wow oh my gosh so she had been just in she'd been injecting herself with it how she was giving it to herself that's a good question uh just self-administering she had so much in her that when they it, like reacted and made people Whoa. sick. Yeah. Wow. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Wow. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And so there, there was like, they had learned of that prior to the episode. Yeah. Like it was inspired by that partially. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. That's cool. how they got the idea for the, um, the alien toxic blood. alien blood. Yeah. 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 Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, season one. So season one finishes. Yeah. Yeah. Up next, we have season two. Little and uh, is the first uh, episode. What'd you say? Little Green Men. Little Green Men. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got that. And then I always think of this as the first episode of season one, but it's apparently it's the second episode, the fluke man. We have him coming up in two episodes. Um, Oh, I forgot. Yeah. We got the fluke man coming. Um, Great. I can't think of what the episode's called, but yeah, he's coming up. Awesome. Um, yeah. Love that guy. Um, well, and we'll also be talking about the book. Yeah. Yep. Maybe that'll be a good in between seasons one and two sort of well, we'll see. project. How long it takes you to read it. Um, yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, uh, Thanks Talk for to listening you. and yep. make sure to Listen. rate, review, and subscribe. And yeah. uh, we'll talk X-Files soon. Yep. Signing off. It is us. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>